Back empowers you to get it together with a single digital wallet. Use Back to aggregate, convert, send, and spend digital assets like crypto, loyalty, and rewards points, and gift cards. Go to backedbakt.com to sign up for the early access program today and start treating your digital assets just like cash. And I also want to give a shout out to Kraken. With Kraken, the cryptocurrency exchange, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or even earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit Kraken.com now to learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into what is, it's a special episode of The Scoop because I'm kind of getting a little bit outside of my scope. We've been getting tons of inbounds from people who listen to the show. And then of course, some of my more annoying is a little mean, but, but some of my persistent colleagues who have been asking me to get someone on the show to talk about the momentum, maybe even the mania we're seeing across the NFT market. And We've got quite the guest for you, ladies and gentlemen. We have Gary Vaynerchuk. He is the CEO, founder of Vayner Media, early social media adopter, an investor in the likes of Facebook, Uber, co-founder of Resi, and is a huge name in collectible trading cards and has really staked a flag for himself in the NFT market. So Gary, we were talking a little bit before we turned on the mics. People have uh, an, you know, an idea of your background, but where exactly do NFTs fit into your story and, and walk us through how you kind of got introduced to uh, this burgeoning corner of the crypto market? Ben, thank you so much for having me, first and foremost. Um, it's really goddamn cr- I, this is. Let me start with this. I literally out loud said the following. Dear God, are you fucking kidding me? How did you possibly give me this gift of taking every ingredient of the last 40 fucking five years of my life. I'm using all the curses because I want to be authentic. Exactly what I said. I, I curse with God, Good. which is why I know it's okay, by the way. Um, and create this thing called NFTs that's literally everything for me, like supply and demand, creativity. Like I've had people from sixth grade reach out to me and say, Gary, this is crazy. I used to think, like you moved, I moved in seventh grade. They're like, you moved in seventh grade but when I would think of you or when you popped on the internet and I was like, wait a minute, I know that person. I was like, oh, a businessman? I thought he was gonna be an artist yeah. because I doodled so much in grammar school because I was such a bad student. So the whole time I would just draw in my notebook and like give out, like draw on the chalkboard. So not only is this IP, I've always been obsessed with WWF, Disney, IP, like I loved Star Wars. I would always go to garage sales and buy Happy Days and ALF and RoboCop and Get Along Gang and Sesame Street. Like I've always had this infatuation with pop culture art, right? I've also, I'm very pro-artist in general. I've always been like, man, I don't understand the economic chain of these secondary markets. Like look at these, and I'm a collector and a seller, but like, damn, I feel like, the person that made it. So like this whole royalties aspect of NFT, building communities. I think the biggest thing that people don't understand about NFTs is the artists and projects that are going to win are not going to be just on the subjective nature of humans' belief that this is pretty cool, rad, interesting. 
I think it's gonna be based on who knows how to build community. And these artists are gonna love the fact that they get more of the royalties, but what they're not gonna love, for some of them, is that galleries and other people, managers were the ones that cultivated the stories and the communities, not the artists themselves. These artists that can do both are gonna be incredibly fortunate. I think NFTs right now are talking about art and collectibles, but I think the whole space for my startup technology DNA speaks to me because I think this is about transactions on ledgers in a transparent, decentralized way. You're talking about selling homes, mortgages, insurance. I think this is gonna impact the music and publishing industries in a way that I don't think people understand. Uh, This is a big, big deal. And it's happening at a time of my career where I have audience, which will be helpful. I'm also coming on the back of a four year run in sports cards. When I first started talking about it in 2018, everybody laughed at me. There wasn't a single smart person on board with me that sports cards were gonna happen. None of them. And I have a lot of them around me. Mm. So now I have the affirmation of calling something that a lot of people in my circles clearly did not see, alternative investing. We have the momentum of the Bitcoin and the ICO collapse, and I'll get into that in a minute, behind us. Recently, not 2000, which is my comp for what I'm about to say about NFTs. It's storytelling, it's creativity, it's marketing marketing dynamics, it's reselling, it's collectability. I mean, it's like creating my own Pokemon or Star Wars or Smurfs, are you kidding me? All investing in those things. It's personalities like Logan Paul and Charlie D'Amelio and DaBaby and Gunna, these are all humans that I was on super early because I understood what they were up to. All those dynamics will play out. So I was thanking God for creating something that I will be in the NFT space for the rest of my life. And it's certainly creating something that is allowing, when we think about the value proposition, or at least how I've come to understand it, allowing artists, musicians to have more ownership over the things they create. And in terms of brands, if we think about what it means for brands, we saw this morning Taco Bell went live with their NFT Taco Art on Rarible, another way for brands to engage with their users. How do you see some of the firms you're working with? I think your clients are includes TikTok, Pepsi, some others. How do you see big corporations maybe leveraging NFTs? My intuition is poorly. That's my intuition. And I'll tell you why. What do you so, think of the Taco Bell thing? Is this you know just what? A I saw the head. Yeah, you'll appreciate yeah, you this. The- I need to see the metadata, right? So, like these projects are going to rely on the metadata more than on the front-facing creative. There's going to be too much supply for NFT projects to be successful at scale just on the merit of the creative. I think what people don't understand is the contracts behind the art that enable a lot of things. So what I don't know is, is there a golden taco that if you own mm-hmm. it, you have free Taco Bell every every time you go to one? Like the metadata is what I think these things are gonna really rely on. So my intuition with just a headline reading, and so I hate doing this, my gut is that Taco Bell once again, cause it's been good at this, understands there's a trend and got itself into the news cycle of using it. The merit of the program, my concern is somebody's gonna buy it for 20 bucks or nine bucks or four bucks. Somebody's gonna rebuy it for a hundred bucks. Somebody's gonna own it for $500 and then is gonna be holding the bag when it's not worth $500. And I think that's gonna happen 97% of the time over these next two years. My prediction, which 
whether right or wrong is irrelevant, but my intuition is you're gonna see an ICO and a internet 2000 stocks dynamic here, which is the macro is right. Cryptocurrency is right, which is why there was even that ICO movement. NFTs are right. The digitalization, the provenance, the ecosystem is gonna happen, right? What happens in the early days where there's no restriction to be in the game, it is very easy for even a person that knows nothing about NFTs right this minute to Google and YouTube for four hours and have their first NFT on OpenSea tonight. Mm-hmm. That's a very, I, please. No, I was gonna say, I'd, uh, I'll take you up on that and see if I can. Yeah, you should do that. I and, do I, and I'll tell you why you should do that and everybody listening should do it. It's the, the greatest way to learn is doing it. You can read about pushups. It's a lot better to do them. But what I think is gonna end up happening is from Taco Bell to McDonald's, from Pokemon to Star Wars, from every 16-year-old digital artist on earth to everybody like me who's had this hidden little art talent that they've never shared, everybody is gonna be an artist just like everybody became an influencer at some degree. Everybody became a personal brand. Whether they like it or not, everybody has a social media footprint. And when I say everybody, of course not everybody, but like, fuck, a lot. Hundreds of millions of people, billions of people. I think you're gonna see the same thing. Now imagine what that means. It means that the early stuff right now on the hype are getting a lot of the economics, but there's gonna be too much supply and only the 1% are gonna be these incredible economies. And oh, by the way, no different than when Star Trek came out, just to remind all the nerds, cause I'm one, mm-hmm. there was a million space movies in between Star Trek and Star Wars. And you know, Black Hole is good IP, but it's not worth what fucking Star Wars is worth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Planet of the Apes is pretty cool, but it's not worth what Star Wars is worth. And I think that's what you're gonna see, but I do think that there's gonna be a collapse on a lot of projects. And I think people have to be very thoughtful about the macro of NFT and separating that movement from the NFT projects. No different than separating the internet from internet stock companies and companies like pets.com and eToys. They failed, but to remind everybody, Amazon was part of that group too, and that was a very good investment in the year 2000 when all the markets died, and that's how I plan on playing it. Backed is the digital wallet of the future, empowering you to manage all of your digital assets from a single place. Back puts the power in your hands to get your crypto, loyalty, and rewards points and gift cards together to choose how you want to use them. Treat your digital assets just like cash and convert, send, or spend them using Back. Get started today and get it together with Back. Sign up for the early access program at backbakkt.com. And I also want to take a moment to thank Kraken, the cryptocurrency exchange. For the last 10 years, Kraken has been known as one of the best platforms for trading crypto online, whether it's your first trade or your 100th. Kraken has the tools to help you hit your financial goals in crypto. With Kraken, you can instantly buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptocurrencies or earn additional rewards through their industry-leading staking service. Payouts are twice a week and you can earn up to 20% each year. Visit Kraken.com now to learn more. So we've kind of looked at the macro um, backdrop of what you see happening. I want to zoom in for folks who are maybe listening and still don't necessarily get the value, right? If we wind back the clock to when we had the Cambrian explosion of social media, you can sort of look back and say, 
brought us closer together, allowed us to communicate in ways we've never been able to communicate before on an individual level. I can add my cousin that I haven't seen in five years and we can catch up about his dogs or whatever have you. What is the parallel for NFTs? How do we communicate that same type of value that seems so easy to do in hindsight? If, you, if people collect anything, seeing the ledger provenance of that matters. So let's play it out. Just I'm going to ask both of you, just for fun. Yes, and Andreas is here as well. Yeah, Andreas he's, is here for everybody who's listening. <laughs> Up from the underbelly of the scoop. Um, yeah, and I wanted to bring you both in this because it's a fun question. What's your favorite movie of all time? I think I'm going to have to go with Godfather 1. Great. Is there any level of curiosity for you to figure out who the first person to buy the first ticket to the first showing of Godfather 1 was? Yeah, that would be interesting. To know. That's, that, that's all you need to know. And it's very important because I'm using a very narrow example that everybody can understand. I believe that people do not realize that we are social creatures. For example, I think, Frank, that you, are, you have a mustache right now because you want to communicate to the world something about yourself with it. I'm being dead yeah. serious with you. And I think Andres has long hair and I think people wear Gucci belts and buy Nike Air Force Ones and drive Mercedes and care about having a blue check mark on Instagram and buy Fortnite skins and Madden tokens. And I can give you 47 other trillion examples to why this is gonna work out, which is the following. Humans want to communicate with humans. So, for example, everybody listening right now, they meet someone new, whether they think they're cute and they want to date them or they want to do business with them and they thought it was something important, they will go to either commonly in today's world, Google to Google them or Instagram to see what they're about. Those are two Mm -hmm. things that I think the three of us, Frank, you can agree with me, that is what people do, right? I think we can all agree. I believe that when I meet you in 12 years and I'm already enjoying this combo, I'm gonna go to your public ledger and I'm gonna search and I'm gonna see that you also are into snorks, Mm -hmm. the rare underwater Smurfs from the 80s or you're into Voltron or this and that because I'm gonna see it. I'll give you another example. I'll be able to see that you were one of the first 500 fans of Nirvana because Nirvana in 2027 put out their first demo and sold NFTs against it and it will document who knew who Nirvana was And that would have happened in 1991 if NFT was around. I can give you another point of view. Nirvana may sell 10% of its first songs master, its demo tape master, and you might be able to get 1% commissions because you bought it. Like there's a lot here, and I'm going fast and giving some random examples, but social currency is the word that people have to wrap their head around with NFTs. Mm -hmm. And I believe the ledger, like I'll give you another example. If NFTs have been around forever, I. I'd probably be looking right now on the blockchain, on the ledgers, to find things that Randy the Macho Man Savage once owned because I want to own them in my wallet because I care about provenance. And that's going to become the biggest aha to everybody. When I said everybody would online date in 1999, my buddies made fun of me so heavy because in 2001, if you were online dating, you were quote unquote a fat, weird guy in your mom's basement. Yeah. And so I think, I think today when people are like, why do I care about a JPEG? I can just take a screenshot. A 
are going to be the same people that are going to be in 21 years being like. It, it's uh, interesting because this is basically one of the biggest arguments against the value of NFTs is that the ownership is really only in the certificate of authenticity and the art or the image. Because people, because Andres, I'm starting to interrupt because I'm so excited. It's because people haven't taken the chess move of everybody knowing and seeing the certificate. So you're saying everyone's wrong. This is a feature. It's not a bug. And that is the true value. Who cares if it can be duplicated? It's that you have that certificate of authenticity down the line and it might change hands, but everyone can see that Gary was the first owner of a particular Top Shot moment or something. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I would tweak it in 89% of people are horribly wrong about screenshot. It doesn't mean anything. And 11% currently really, really understand and will reap the fruits of the benefit. Comma, I think Top Shot's one of the most interesting projects because it established flow. Roham's a beast. Yeah. Um, it's basketball. It's made it pop culture. On the flip side, I think that 98% of the Top Shot values will collapse. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Not because Tom Shot's bad or Roham's bad or Dapper's bad. They're actually incredible. It's because it's like sports cards. There's too many different players. Like nobody's going to care in 21 years about a Terry Rozier dunk, hmm. even though he's a great player. It's just not going to happen. Like, and I know that because Kevin Garnett rookie cards are too underpriced given his top 100 basketball player of all time status. It's not how collecting those kind of things works. Not every Pokemon is worth a lot. Charizard is worth a lot. And so where people are getting caught is they're looking at the whole project and I think they're gonna get caught because there's no demand issues right now. Excuse me, no supply issues. We don't have the NFL NFT. We don't have MLB NFT. We don't have UFC NFT. We don't have Pokemon, Star Wars, WWF, but we're going to Muhammad Ali, Pele like Harry Potter, like it's all coming. And when that, and that happens- supply increase is gonna have an impact. A huge impact. So I think I think LeBron's NFT on Top Shot as a first project and LeBron is really potentially quote unquote underpriced long-term. But I think you're gonna see the floor collapse out of it on the individual stuff. Cause I don't think the demand will be able to sustain because that demand for that guy and that girl is about to amortize out to 45 other IPs yeah. that haven't hit the market yet. Yeah, and across a, an array of different categories and and, and there's a lot of supply of those things. Like they're, like Top Shot's doing a great business model for themselves. I think Kudo, like I love what they're doing. I do think though that Top Shot is gonna have a Beanie Babies-like moment. I really do. And I don't say that happily overall that company is a monster. And even the NBA Top Shot program, I think is a monster. I'm talking yeah. about the individuality in it. That's like saying, in sports cards, I've been saying, I don't like these young rookies. I think they're overpriced. Yeah. But I love sports cards. I love Top Shot. I don't like 98% of the inventory and they're very expensive right now. Comma, at the macro, I'm obsessed with NFTs. But I think there's all the dynamics in place for a lot of the NFT projects of today to be worth a lot less money in 24 months because there's an inevitable correction and then there'll be the birth. And I keep using Amazon and eBay as two stocks that everybody should have bought in May of 2020, excuse me, 2000, 
even though the internet bubble was a monstrous one and everybody started writing articles, the internet's a fad, that's what's gonna happen with NFTs. In two years, everyone's gonna be like, see, NFTs were bullshit. That's not true. That's, what's gonna happen is a lot of those projects were mispriced, but the overall macro thesis of NFTs is similar to the overall thesis of the internet in 2000. And there's definitely a number of investors who are of that same opinion. As we reported back in mid-February, Dapper Labs is in the process of wrapping up a $250 million round at a valuation of somewhere around $2 billion. So there's definitely people who see value in this. Yeah, I mean, that's a, mon- that's a monster. Lots of but, but guess what? I don't know the details, but the economics around their Top Shot deal has to be enormous. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, Let's not forget who Roham and the team are. They did CryptoKitties in 2017, I think is the year 18. Mm -hmm. This is a team that really fucking understands this space. And a $2 billion company as a winning company in 2031 is gonna seem like peanuts. So as crazy as it sounds, it's not far-fetched. Now, that team, flow as a platform, like all of that has to work out, but they, yeah, no, I get it. I want to double click really quickly on on maybe some of the impediments they might face, something that I've thought about and the team has thought about, whether or not certain licensing agreements might make things difficult, like they're obviously have, have made arrangements with the NBA, but if they were to move on to you know other leagues, if they can't secure the proper type of licensing or if their current licensing arrangements, arrangements fall through, then what? ESPN scares me because they haven't started another sport, they just rent it. And to your point, when you lose the rights, what happens? And the NBA is not giving them the rights in perpetuity, I don't know the details. No. And to your point, all the other ones are in play, right? So I would say the following. That's right, comma, their ability to create IP is something that needs to be thought through. And I don't know who on that team did that or what, that would be what I would have looked under the hood on if I was investing, to see if I felt that they could stand up new things, and I believe it is the IP creators over the next decade that win the biggest. Andreas, you want to step in here for for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Gary, you've been kind of alluding to this uh, throughout this recording. You basically have the clients, you have the distribution, and you have the resources. So what are you planning for in this space? Is there a Vayner NFT platform on the way? And what kind of other opportunities are you exploring with your clients as well? On the client side, I'm definitely building out internal expertise at VaynerMedia, VaynerX, my services business, to be able to help with you know lightweight projects, not fully launching NFTs and things of that nature. I am currently in the process of really gathering my thoughts on how big I want. Like, to be frank, Andres, I'm a little bit, and I'm not like this normally, which is why I know um, this is a big one. I'm a little... I don't want to use the word overwhelmed. I'm, I can feel like the energy in my soul, like this is big for me. And so I want to be very thoughtful on like how I capture this energy. But I can tell you the following. These are facts because I want to give you some scoops because I like you guys. <laughs> it's impossible that I go to the grave unless I die very quickly here, which would be very sad without launching my own NFT product. But I don't, but it's not going to be Gary V photos. Like I'm not doing the influencer thing. There is no chance that I'm not investing in the shovels and the picks, the platforms. I've already personally and more institutionally feel that I will invest in projects. Meaning I have bought some hashbacks and crypto punks as Gary the human. 
I plan on doing that more institutionally, raising capital and doing it against companies. Yeah. At, which is very different than what I did in 05, right? In 95, I built on top of it. WineLibrary.com, I believe in the internet. In 05, I was like, oh, I've learned. I'm not gonna just do that. I'm gonna invest in the companies and build up the Gary V brand, and that worked. In 2021, with NFTs, I'm gonna invest in the platforms. I'm gonna invest in projects, because I'm good at it. It's like sports cards. And I think I have the creativity. What I did for Gary, I'm the brains behind Gary V. And I think I can do that to something more scalable. All three are in the cards for me, sir. So you're going to be busy. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate you uh, making the time here to unpack this for us and to, you know, kind of, I guess, pop the scoops NFT cherry. So we appreciate that. Gary V, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. And final part, I pay attention to a lot of things. You, you're, you're doing really good work. Keep it up. Thanks, Gary. Thanks so much. Yeah, I mean it. Appreciate that. Cheers.